Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to FPC Radio Live. We are we are live on Full Press Radio, and and we're back on Sportscaster after um, after about a week or so of just just everything going wrong. I I've, I've told people that I've talked to that it's been like Jurassic Park around here, and and, and no, um, it, it wasn't the fun part of Jurassic Park, which which I guess I don't know, Mike. What was there any fun time during the visit to Jurassic Park? Because I feel like there there was no good time. Uh, visiting that island maybe when you, you dropped in but even then the the landing was rough you couldn't get the right seat belts it was it, it was uh i don't know if it was that enjoyable uh i would probably say la, 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 by the way <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. i would uh, but i would probably say when they first spotted <laughs> sorry my bad my bad my bad my bad i, I la, la, la. <laughs> got thinking about jurassic park you know things happen and... i would probably say there was one good time though there probably was a good time when they first spotted the Brachiosaur. Okay. That seemed yeah. to be a pretty good moment. Uh, you know, Alan Grant was really into it. You know, everybody was was really, they were they were behind it. Dr. Sadler was really into it. He even even the begrudging Ian Malcolm had to say, the son of a bitch, he did it. You yes, know? he did. And, <laughs> you know, so it, it, I, that was a good moment. And, you know, you could see the pride in Hammond. He was all set, you know, walking up toward it. It was it was great. It was good, good yeah. stuff. So, and and uh, you, yeah, could, uh, good. you could see the dollar bill signs flashing in Gennaro's eyes. Um 
Yes, the, absolutely. You know, yep. <laughs> the scum of the earth yep. lawyers, you know. No offense to any lawyers out there that might be listening. Uh, I might need you. Who knows? You never know. Down the road, you never know. So I, I, I take that back. The lawyers are great, right? Um, no, I like I, uh, I love that movie. So any anytime it pops into my head, it, it, um, uh, <clears throat> it gets brought up. And and this was a great comparison because again, every everything was going wrong for us. Um, we relied too much on automation, my friend. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, when you rely too much on automation, we know things can go wrong. Especially, especially uh, if you if you had a, you have a Nedry or Newman, as we say, uh, around these parts. But uh, no, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we we had a uh, a show yesterday. We did. We were just on the radio. So if you usually tune in on Sportscaster, you you know maybe you missed it. Um, we talked about what did we talk about? We talked about Tom Brady, of course, of course, of course. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. Yes. And Tom Brady is an offensive player of the month, of course. I don't know. I got, I was hoping to come up with some some killer rhyme there and you know have that be my uh, my shining moment here on the radio, but uh, I couldn't. Anyways, uh, we're gonna continue talking about Tom Brady, some Antonio Brown. We have uh, the the Falcons. <laughs> And the uh, the Panthers tonight on Thursday Night Football. Um, I, I once again regret not having the Mo Sislak uh, soundbite queued up when he goes the Atlanta Falcons because well, <laughs> it's it's pretty much how I'm sure a lot of Falcons fans feel right now when when asked about who their fandoms uh, allegiances are, are to. So uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, pretty much whatever comes comes across my mind, and you know, hey, maybe there'll be more Jurassic Park references uh, thrown in there, but. Uh, Obviously, I'd like to think so. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we'll we'll try, we'll try, we'll try. Uh, anyways, like I mentioned, Tom Brady, NFC Offensive Player of the Month for the month of October. Good for him. Uh, if if you feel like you've heard that before, you're correct. You've heard it ten other times. Just as the AFC Offensive Player of the Month, uh, it happens to be an NFL record. Um, most times, the award is won. He actually already set the record. He's just adding to that record. You know, one of many. Uh, did you know, though, Mike, did you know it is the first time in Buccaneers team history since 1976 that a player has ever won the Offensive Player of the Month award? First time. I did it, I, I did not know that. It's yes. some wild, wanky stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I, I really, I did not know that fact. Yeah. And uh, again, I think it's just another example of the way in which Tom Brady has changed the culture of that team. And you got to give him a lot of credit for the job he's doing. Um, and you got to give him a lot of credit for everything he's been able to do in that offense, but it does change the complexity of the team. So well-deserved good for him. You look at the numbers he's put up in the month and it's, it really is staggering and mind boggling uh, for him to be do that at any age, let alone 43 is truly a remarkable thing. So um, he's, he's not doing anything that we didn't think he was capable of. We've seen him do it for two decades up here. Now a different fan base and maybe a different area in uh, NFL fandom is getting a chance to see what we've seen last 20 years we were really spoiled up here in new england to have it for as long as we did well one of the things uh and i i i think i <laughs> excuse me i meant to bring this up yesterday uh i one of the things i've noticed especially on twitter in, in this past week was people marveling at the two minute drill 
you know, and obviously that's something we take for granted. It's Tom Brady's two minutes, you know, he's, you know, obviously it doesn't work every single time. People are like, oh, you know, they'll point to like the the once out of every like 10 times that it, it doesn't work or he goes three and out and be like, see, he, he he's he's not the GOAT. It's like, guys, come on. It, it, these discussions shouldn't be so black and white, but people always take them so, you know, one side or the other. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, this is a, it's just something that that a new fan base is experiencing and again maybe one that didn't necessarily have any thing to be upset about uh when it comes to tom brady uh but certainly we know you don't have to have any direct uh uh uh, painful memories because of tom brady to hate the guy we 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 see it on a daily basis the guy is is uh um i don't want to say unjustly because it it makes it seem more important than it is i mean in the grand scheme of things the fact that people hate him really isn't a big deal and and you know i spend time dealing with people like that just because hey you know that's kind of part of my job or at least i justify it but uh when i say unjustly don't don't you know, take it as as the most literal meaning of that word, but in a way, it is kind of unjust when it when you when you think about you know what he gets criticized for and and the links people go to criticize him, and uh, you know he he keeps on going and keeps on producing, and um, he went twelve touchdowns, one interception in the month of October. Obviously, we've talked about his last five games, which includes the last one in September, where he's gone fifteen and one. Um, so he's just playing phenomenal football right now. Uh, like you said changed the culture of that team uh it took in the piece i wrote earlier this week it took seven weeks uh for for tom to turn a a team that no one considered even a playoff contender last year or in any subsequent year uh to arguably the best team in the nfc potentially the best team in the nfl so um he's on an mvp pace right now the last time he actually did win the offensive player of the month award came in 2017 and we know mike that ended in what and NFL MVP for Tom Brady. So uh, good sign for him, good for him for, for October. And uh, guess what? He's got the Giants on tap and Antonio Brown waiting in the wings. Not a not a bad time to be Tom Brady, I must say. No, definitely not a bad time to be Tom Brady. You know, there's really not a whole lot of times where it's no, bad to be Tom no, Brady. No, <laughs> it's really not. It's pretty, pretty Wait, good. okay, okay. You know kind of like yeah. I asked you in the Jurassic Park question, was there ever a time where things were good in Jurassic Park? Was there ever a time that it, that it wasn't good to be Tom Brady? And let's eliminate the obvious, the knee injury. Let's, you know, Was there any other time uh, where it wasn't good to be Tom Brady? It's uh, a flake gate. I would probably say that that uh, moment okay. where yeah. he had to, yeah. okay. you know, yeah. I, I'm not necessarily saying even the suspension because I think Tom took that as a motivational factor to tell you the truth. But I the think process, that only yeah. woke the sleeping giant. I think in the immediate aftermath, uh, one time where I really felt bad for Tom Brady and I looked at that and I says, I would not want to be in his shoes right now was the press conference between the AFC championship game and the Super Bowl, where he had to address a lot of those questions. Some of the stuff that was coming out of Kraft, out of Belichick. Well, you know, that's not you're going to have to talk to Tom about the footballs and all that. It was squarely placed upon his shoulders. That was one time where I really felt for him because I don't think he deserved to be in that situation. I don't think he did anything wrong. And I think he was kind of thrown to the wolves in a lot of ways. So that's my take on that. That was the only time that I would look at it and say, yeah, I I wouldn't want to trade places with Tom Brady. Every other time, even Super Bowl losses, things of that nature, you take that stuff in stride. It's part of, uh, you know, occupational hazard, I guess. But uh, that was one time that I thought he was uh, criticized and, and put to the wall a little unfairly. 
And I know a lot of fans are going to be out there. Oh, yeah, cry for Tom Brady. He cheated. No, he didn't. Read the articles. Read the reports. He didn't. You want to believe it? Fine. But he didn't. <laughs> no, and that's a great point. And uh, to the folks out there, uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, Bill, for pointing this out. And since we're, we're, we've shifted the uh, program in which we communicate the broadcast to you, uh, your voice is not being heard on Sportscaster, although uh, podcasting on the radio it was. So I'll fill the folks in real quick uh, what you said on Sportscaster while I get this uh, uh, fixed real quick. Uh, basically, uh, Mike just spent the last, what, a good five minutes just praising everything that I did. Um, yes. I do. Um and then I, there was some some praise on Tom Brady and stuff like that, but for the most part, it was just it was me, 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 me. Um, give uh, give the give the folks out there, give the folks out there a uh, a quick hello, and I, I want to see if the folks on Sportscaster uh, can hear you. Mike, give me a hello. Hello, Sportscaster. Hopefully, people can hear me out there right now. And I assure you, my praise for Ian was not that effusive. <laughs> well uh it, it looks like hold on one second i'm still working on this folks i i, I think i did the wrong thing it's okay it's okay i <laughs> this is this is the beauty of live radio and uh um you know what i go through on a day-to-day -day basis just to get the show on the road i feel like uh i don't know i don't know what i feel like i feel like i need someone to do this for me is what i feel like to be honest with you um but no, anyways, uh, in all seriousness, I'm going to talk until um, I, I figure this out and multitask here a little bit because that's what I do. But um, no, the, the point is Tom Brady's having a phenomenal season. Uh, and, and to me, I, I think even the most staunch haters, uh, we, we talked a little bit. Did we talk about Max Kellerman a little bit yesterday, Mike? I don't remember. We did. We, okay. Yeah, we brought up Kellerman. We brought up uh, uh, Parker. Uh, Kellerman has been a little more contrite lately, yeah. kind of tucking his tail between his legs well, and real admitting quick, that. Real quick, Mike, yep. I, I, I don't want you to, <laughs> I don't want your words to go to waste, so save your energy real quick. I'm almost, <laughs> I'm almost uh, uh, fixed the issue uh, with the uh, sportscaster thing, so I don't. I want the folks out there to actually hear what you say this time, uh, just in case you do decide to praise ah. me again. Yes, yes. The radio can hear you. The radio can hear you. Don't don't get me don't get me wrong. I just want to make sure that uh, sportscaster does as well. So, Mike, one more time. Give it to me one more time, Mike. Give me a test. Hello. La, la, la. sportscaster are we out there <laughs> no i don't think so all right anyways we're we're going to uh we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep working this issue uh that, that that's what i do here I'm, I'm trying to figure out the issue here and uh we will so um okay maybe this is i don't know i don't know folks I, i'm losing my mind here anyways um coming up we have uh obviously i i want to get in a little bit more about antonio brown um just because, I, again, we did cut the show a little bit short yesterday. And uh, we know he signed his contract. The, the, the whole Bruce Arians has said he looks great in, in training or in camp and meetings or whatever. Uh, not in camp because he, he's not with the team yet. But uh, he, he's in shape. I mean, I, I don't think we ever doubted that. Um, <clears throat> are you concerned at all with him being on this team? You know what I mean? Like, are you concerned one bit because... I, I tend to say, you know what, I think this is going to work out. You know, do, does his history give me any hope of that? I mean, his 
immediate history really doesn't. I, I mean, it, it's hard to sit there and justify what he went and did the last couple of years, last year or so. But um, I just don't see how this isn't going. You know what I mean? I just don't see how this can't work out. I mean, I, I have to believe, and here's the thing. I have to believe that Antonio Brown believes that I finally fixed the mic issues. Mike, please give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah, son. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll figure it you out. You didn't I, fix it, did you? I, I thought I did. I thought and I you did. you want to be my latex salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think it's a matter of, uh, you know what? I think it's a matter of, of refreshing and potentially uh, a, a quick little transition. So, folks, I think we will get through this at some point. Anyways, I'm going to ask you for real, though. Do you think there is a potential that this could blow up because of his actions and ruin what I believe this team is is, is working towards, and that is potentially Super Bowl appearance and, and what I think is a pretty likely title? I mean... I always put my, my, my money on Tom Brady, so that's 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 an easy bet for me. What do you think? I think it's an easy bet as well. Look, I mean, unless something unravels off the field, and unfortunately, when it comes to Antonio Brown, but I think we can both agree that we really never knew what was going on behind the scenes, and we really don't know what can go on behind the scenes in the world of Antonio Brown. But on the field, if this actually ends up working out to their advantage, uh, I can't see any any reason why this won't. I mean, look, first of all, the chemistry that Tom and, and Antonio have on the field is, is undeniable. There's, there's no question about it. His presence on that field only enhances his ability to be able to move the ball. I love the argument, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, about people saying, oh, well, Tom didn't need another wide receiver. He's got plenty of people that he can throw the ball to. When you add a player the caliber of Antonio Brown, it's a little different, folks. Antonio's capable of lining up on the inside. He can play in the slot. He can play that type of Z or X receiver that is really the versatility between those two positions is so intricate. And when you find a player that can play them both and can play them both effectively, I don't care who you are. You have to take the chance to add that type of a player. We know the talent is there. We know the chemistry is there. Why not take a shot at it? And I think Antonio is going to be on his best behavior. Um, I think that there's some real, I think there's a real chance uh, that, uh, that these two guys are able to, uh, uh, to make this work. I think they saw what could have happened in new England. I think they learned a lot from that meaning Antonio Brown, not Tom Brady folks. He didn't do anything there, <laughs> but um gives them the opportunity to really uh, you know, cultivate that relationship that we hoped we were going to see last year in New England. Now, obviously, the off-the-field uh, issues continue to be uh, hotly contested and hotly debated. That's a different argument. Uh, I think the argument can be made about whether or not he even deserved the chance that he got. I'm not saying either way whether I believe that he should or he shouldn't. Right now, in the eyes of the law, he hasn't been charged with anything. So it's very difficult to keep a player off the field that hasn't been physically charged with any type of a crime uh, or at least anything, you know, considering what uh, the accusations were last year in the Klemko piece. So that's kind of my two cents on it. I mean, I've got mixed emotions on what 
uh, Antonio may be, you know, able to do in his personal life and how that may come back to bite them. But if you're talking from a pure football standpoint, this was a no brainer for the Buccaneers. This was a move I think they almost had to make. Um, and, and I think they did it. And I think it's going to pay dividends. If, if all sides come together and do well, this is going to be a good opportunity for, uh, for both sides. No, no doubt. And, and that's, that's really how I look at it. I look at it as, you know, the, the football talent alone. I mean, people are sitting there complaining about, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady, this Tom Brady, that not, you know, I've, I've seen again, this, this is something that's, you know, obviously popped up quite a bit. And it, it's, it's one of those weird false narratives that, that has just picked up steam, picked up legs and, and, and somehow is, is, is still living in the minds of many people, even actual journalists. But this idea that Tom Brady refuses to work with young players and that he prefers to uh, uh, work with guys like Antonio Brown. Well, for one, I'm pretty sure any quarterback would, would probably prefer that because Antonio Brown's a veteran. Not only is he a veteran, he's, like I mentioned yesterday, a guy who over the course of six years carved out quite the hall of fame career and and you know me i'm 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 very uh uh hard when it comes to putting people in the hall of fame i i, I think it's it's far too oversaturated as it is i think it, it it i wish they would just tear it down and then start from the beginning and, and reevaluate everything but that's unrealistic anyways what he did over the course of six seasons despite not you know say winning a super bowl was phenomenal and of course, any quarterback's going to want to work with that. But that's besides the point. Tom Brady obviously does work with young players. This this idea that he doesn't or he refused to with Nikhil Harry last year is just, it, it's silly and it's absurd. It's it's just, it's it, it bugs me because, again, there's so many people that believe it. And it's like, wait a minute, though. There's He, he worked out with Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman in the offseason last year. Um, Nikhil Harry was hurt for half the season, so you, you can't really work out with him then. And then all of a sudden he gets thrust into what was turning out to be a pretty poor situation for the Patriots towards the end of the season. And all of a sudden now Tom Brady, oh, he's, he's a guy who just refuses to work with young guys. Well, I'll tell you what, Scotty Miller, second year in the league, uh, has more receiving yards and receptions than he did all of last year. And guess what? He also leads the Bucks in receptions and receiving. Um, uh, uh, Tyler Johnson, not the hockey player, but the actual football player, has a pair of touchdowns, and he's a rookie. So don't give me this. He won't work with young guy. It's just it's it's a lazy, lazy narrative, and um, I I just I I still can't figure out where all this stuff comes from. Like I, I really don't. I mean I know I do know. I, I'm kind of being a little uh, you know, disingenuous there. I do know where it comes from. It, co- it originates from uh, certain signals coming from certain areas of Boston, but um, you know it's just it's. I don't know. It's frustrating. It's irritating. Yeah, it's frustrating and it's irritating ah, and it's ridiculous. We got too. you. And we, we got, know. We got you. I am back. I He's am back. back. I am back. I am uh. dog back. Yeah. All right. So that's good. So we. Uh, so here we are, folks. Uh, thank you for hanging in there <laughs> with us today. Uh, it's been uh, it's been great. Some of my uh, my witty repartee has been spewed all over the airwaves this morning. Very few of you caught it, but some of you have. Uh, Ian's heard it all. I have. Um, and uh, yes, I actually <laughs> I, I I did tell him that I believe that the brachiosaur was the only good moment for uh, everyone in Jurassic Park when they finally saw that uh, brachiosaur. I did say that. Uh, deflate gate in the press conference was the only bad moment for tom brady but now we're talking good stuff for tom brady and uh yeah i mean 
just what he's been able to do is 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 phenomenal and yeah the guy still has me speechless you know i've covered him now for the last almost five years and you know been a fan of his for 20 and it's it really is a remarkable thing that he's been able to do so you know nothing he does surprises me any longer uh, on the field uh, putting up these numbers we pretty much knew that this was going to be the case you called it before the season i was pretty much right in line where i thought he was going to have a very good year down in tampa and he's proving that he's still got it he's still got uh, all of those skills that make him such a uh, such an amazing quarterback so yeah, it's uh, it's a little a little bittersweet here up in New England, but the true fans are happy for him. Uh, those that are bad mouthing him, you know, you have to wonder where their fandom really lies. Uh, if you're bad mouthing Tom Brady after 20 years of excellence up here in New England because of the way things ended. Um, which were not as acrimonious as some in the media will lead you to believe. Uh, they want you to read articles, folks. That's why they publish this stuff. Keep that in mind. Um, not knocking anybody or getting on anybody for doing anything. Everybody, everyone has a right to make a living. You understand? You know, what a man I, does for a living is none of my business. For some reason, but, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I just yeah, I, there, exactly. there was this anticipation. Yep. I was like, you know what? Yeah, yep. here it is. <laughs> But uh, but this business is uh, a little dangerous. Uh, but no, in any case, folks, uh, that's that's where it, it, it lies. If if you're if you're in any way uh, unhappy or or bad mouthing Tom for what happened, yeah, you got to kind of wonder what's going on. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, first of all, if if you're from Boston and doing it, just get over it, man. He's he's gone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. cover, cover the team that's that's actually playing. Like, yeah, I talk about Tom Brady all the time. I also enjoy and and cover or not cover, but you know, I, I enjoy and and listen to things about the Patriots all the time. I mean, I, I it, it's just it, I feel like too many outlets are using him still as, as as a crutch for content. We saw it for twenty years. I mean. It, it, we started, you know, we we saw a more negative approach to it uh, more recently, and you're seeing how he gets covered in Tampa, and it's just like appreciation. It's like, wow, this guy's really good, you know. He like, for example, he got asked about Antonio Brown recently, and I, I'm I'm paraphrasing him, uh, but basically what he he said was. He, I just realized one one of my cats is up here on my desk, so uh, <laughs> kind of startled me a little bit. But um, what he basically said was, uh, you know, he realizes that he can he comes from a background that that is is likely more privileged than others, and that and and we've heard him speak about the influence of guys like Willie McGinnis many times before, and how he took. Tom under his wing when he was a rookie and a young player and kind of taught him how to be a professional and that was essentially Tom's answer to the question as to why you know uh, why is there this uh, friendship or, or whatever between you and Antonio Brown and in a way he you know he didn't answer the question which which is fine I mean people go, get all up in arms about that or just you know they're, they're just looking to be angry at something um but in reality, he kind of did because he gave you an insight into how, to how he thinks and how he approaches this. And this is consistent with what we've known him as for, for a very long time. So he says these things and, and you get you get people, the blue check marks out there reacting like this is not it, Tom. I This was not how you handle it. Like, well, how do you how do you want him to handle it? What do you want him to say? Just because you may not like the guy and, and that means you're going to uh, disagree with whatever he says doesn't mean that he's doing it wrong. I happen to think that the way he handled it was appropriate. And, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and call out people's Twitter handles or whatnot. If, if, if you're 
if you follow me, you probably likely know who these people are talking about because I usually comment on their uh, post or whatever. But it's just it's it's it, like stop with the fake outrage. It's just it's so exhausting. You know what I mean? It, and it's so transparent that it's fake. Like you can't possibly be upset about someone saying that admitting that he comes from a privileged background and he's trying to be a, basically be a good teammate and understand where others are coming from to help them. And, and, you know, just again, something that he was taught at a young age by older players in the league, like Willie McGinnis, who by all accounts is very well respected among the NFL circle. So, um, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, like I said, it's kind of refreshing to see uh, a region cover the guy with, with appreciation because, uh, you know, we I don't think the majority of that coverage uh, was happening or I don't think that was the majority of the coverage here uh, uh, with him the last few years uh, in particular. I think it was a lot of, you know, kind of just, uh, let's, let's say, agenda-driven uh, headlines. You know what I mean? Uh, there, there's agendas out there. They're, they're obvious if, if you pay attention close enough. And um, I think he was kind of just tired of it. And I don't blame him. So so for me, I I, I love what he's doing down there. I'm happy for him. Um, if, if the Patriots can't win the Super Bowl, I'm more than happy to put all my efforts into rooting for him. And, and, and by extension, the Buccaneers. But, you know, really, it's about Tom Brady. And, um, you know, good for him for winning this award. And I look forward to uh, continuing my victory laps throughout the season, especially when he gets that MVP award and hoist the Lombardi trophy. I'll be right one of these times. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I, then you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
you might be right sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I saw, getting back to what you were saying, I saw the report about, you know, or not the report, but I, I saw the, the vitriol being hurled at Tom about uh, making the comments about trying to help out someone and trying to, bring you know, give them an opportunity. Look, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you yeah. don't. You're always going to upset someone. Uh, people that have a predilection of not liking Tom Brady or not liking Antonio Brown or just having a... And just having having an axe to grind for life uh, will ne- never be satisfied, and you're not going to reach a lot of those. It, unfortunately, it's it is the case. Um, you know, Antonio brings some baggage to the table, and I'm in no position to tell anyone to not feel offended or not feel um, anger or or not feel any type of disappointment that uh, some of the things that he's being accused of seem to be swept under lately that's nothing to take lightly and no one is ever taking it lightly folks believe me least of all myself and my good friend on the other end of the microphone those are serious charges and we both agreed that if anything uh, were to come to light that validates these claims he doesn't belong anywhere on a football field and i think anybody argues that but in the meantime there are two sides to every story and i think we do have to remember that um let these processes play out the way they need to let the truth come to light and then we can make an informed decision until then you know the tampa bay has every right to be able to do that so um again what it comes down to i think is production and, and uh, productivity on the field and i i don't think there's anyone on earth that can argue that tampa bay if antonio brown is playing at a level he's capable of playing is not a better and more productive team with him in the lineup than without. We saw what happened to the Patriots last year. Uh, That offense would have looked drastically different with Antonio in the lineup. Uh, I think he still has that ability, and we'll see. And Arians praised him uh, in practice, so apparently he's still got it. (laughs) Well, and and, and that's the thing, too. If you you want to be upset about Antonio Brown, the person, sure. I'm I'm not going to – maybe, you know, our our – like I've I've always said, like, look, I mean, I'm coming from the standpoint of, you know, the the guy plays football. If he's a good football player, you know, you're willing to put up with more, you know. And and they've already been very clear. If any of this, if he's guilty of any of the, I mean, he's gone, and and rightfully so, he shouldn't play in the league again. But um, I understand why people might not want to even uh, 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 approach this situation with him. I get that. I'm not, I'm I'm not saying that. It's it's more or less the the misguided anger. Like, I mean, of all the things to be angry about, if you want to be angry about Antonio Brown, the person, sure. If you want to be angry about the Bucks for signing him, sure. They made the decision. They put the pen to the, you know, pen to the paper to sign the contract. But, you know, like I said, this fake outrage over Tom Brady, who, again, gives a very, uh, I mean, I guess for, you know, relative to what you expect a very good answer i mean it's just like look this is this is who i am I, i'm trying to to help out as many teammates now again that comment obviously spurred another comment from someone else that i kind of commented on earlier today and that that has more to do with the um again the the, the narrative that i brought up earlier about you know apparently he doesn't like working with young players although that's incredibly false but hey Whatever we already talked about that. Uh, I'm just excited to see what what's to happen. We got about another week before uh, <clears throat> before we see what what happens with uh, uh, Brown on the field with the the Bucks. Uh, we anticipate him to, uh, being on the field when they take on the Saints, who uh, one of the teams they lost to earlier in the season. So that'll be fun. So speaking of Tom Brady, uh, his former team, New England Patriots, the team we 
we uh, we hold so near and dear to our hearts um, has uh, looked a little bit out of sorts lately. Uh, obviously, coming off two pretty poor performances where you know offensive uh, non production was was kind of front and center. We didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday. I do want to get your opinion on this. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, uh, the folks on Sportscaster got a little uh, peek at, at the cat uh, walking across the desk earlier, but my professionalism uh, didn't allow <laughs> that to come across the microphone. So um, I happen to be, okay, when I, going into the season, we talked about it, especially when we were trying to think about how, how do we predict the record? You know, how do we, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. It depends on the quarterback play. That was really kind of what we were harping on. It, who's who's Cam Newton going to be? Uh, if Jared Siddham gets in there, you know, what's he going to be? Uh, I'm not, I, I think this is kind of right in line with what we've seen uh, over the last several years when it comes to just overreacting to things. Um, is there cause for concern? Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, no, no, no everything's all hunky-dory, all, all copacetic, everything's good, you know? Uh, Tom Brady's not here, so it's not, you know, it's not the same. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the season is in the dumps. You know what I mean? It, it just, it, it's a weird season. There's a lot of circumstances that, that have gotten us to this point with this team. And to to jump ship at only two and four, and I say only two and four because I, I realistically, I guess, adjusted my expectations coming into this season um it is kind of like i said a little bit of an overreaction because if we hadn't <laughs> okay this time i i can't pretend that my my cat's just not like walking right over everything that i'm trying to do here but um i completely lost my train of thought <laughs> no okay so anyways i'm not entirely concerned with what i I mean, I'm concerned with what I've seen, but I've also seen some really good from Cam Newton in particular. Um, I don't think the defense played great last week. I don't think Cam played great. I don't think many players played great uh, for the most part for the play- Patriots this past week. It was just a it was a really bad game against a team I thought that they could uh, have a good win against because I, I, I thought you were going to see a little bit more. So I want to get your thoughts on this because, like I said, I, I, I feel like I appropriately adjusted my expectations for this season so watching this play out i'm not as uh it's just a different perspective i'm looking at it as uh are are you feeling the same way because again i feel like there's far too many people out there that are just you know that the season's over they're not going to make the super bowl i'm like well you know what there there might have been a good chance that they weren't anyways because well in, in in the uh what I do a quick math in my head in the uh what 40 some odd years or whatever uh existing of the Patriots before Tom Brady they went to the Super Bowl twice you know what I mean like it's so it's like the odds of them going back to the Super Bowl without Tom you know they're low you just got to expect that um I'm looking at this season as 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 you know how is this team going to look moving forward who who of these young players are going to really start to emerge and, and be ready to go in seasons to come and, and look i i'm intrigued by the progression or degression or just progress or whatever you want to call it of, of cam newton i still have faith in it and i'm sitting here wearing a newton edelman shirt um but uh i i still have confidence that that there's I don't think he was. He's going to be as great as he looked against Seattle, and I don't think he's going to be as bad as he looked these last couple of weeks. I think there's some middle ground here, and we're still d- 
dealing with a lot of uncertainty with him being sick and 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 all that so i finally now that i've rambled long enough uh i'd like to get your thoughts on this because obviously you cover the team and uh i i want to i want to hopefully talk some people off the ledge here who seem to uh be be up in arms in october already yeah, I think it's time to talk some people off the ledge when it comes to the New England Patriots. Look, bottom line, folks, I don't care what anyone says. You take two weeks away from this team of meaningful practice time when Cam was starting to feel comfortable in the offense. Uh, we started to see what he could be capable of doing in this offense the first couple of games, albeit they went one and one in that stretch. The game they lost to the Seattle Seahawks, they ran into a juggernaut on offense, but they played very well on offense themselves and nearly matched them score for score. Cam Newton had them within an eyelash of being able to take that game. Literally. So for a lot of people, so for a lot of people that are really, really ready to criticize and say, this guy was never a fit here. I don't know what they did. They went out and got this bench him put Stidham in look I was a big proponent of Jared Stidham I thought the kid had something special I thought he was going to be a serviceable quarterback I in no way had delusions of grandeur that he was going to lead them to a Super Bowl no question about it but I thought he'd have them as a 500 team maybe a little bit better and I thought he could be uh, a quarterback that they could use as a bridge quarterback to their guy of the future when they signed Cam Newton, all of a sudden the expectations raised once again in New England, and everybody started to believe that, oh, here we go. Bill did it again. He's got them right back in the thick of things. Cam is going to take them to heights that he hasn't given them before, and they're going to go right Super Bowl. They're going to march right in. It doesn't work that way, folks. Other than Demir Bird, Cam Newton has not completed a pass prior to the season to any other receiver on that roster. Mm -hmm. Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, Gunnar Ryszkowski, um, Ryan Izzo, Devin Asiasi. He's never played with these guys before. You need time to cultivate that. Cam has struggled the last few games. He looks off. There's just there's something about mm -hmm. his timing. Uh, he's been holding on to the ball far too long. He's not seeing the field well. I think a lot of that comes from confidence. It is mental. I originally thought that maybe he was hurt. He's avoiding the right side of the uh, of the field. I thought maybe he just couldn't twist his body that way. Maybe there was something wrong. Could be the neck. Could be the shoulder that he's had. Um, the more I'm watching football, the more I'm watching these games, delving into the all 22, it's not, it's, it's not a physical problem. It, it is, it's his mechanics, his footwork is off, his body chemistry is off. And when that happens, you're going to struggle. Josh McDaniel said earlier this week, he wants to return to fundamentals. That's what they're doing in practice this week, using the short passes, using play action to open up the running game, utilizing RPOs and incorporating those RPOs and those zone reads that were so effective in the first two games. Patriots have to get back to basics. I published a podcast yesterday. Well, back to basics. You've got to go back to the fundamentals. And that's exactly what they're doing. Tom Brady ran this offense in New England so well for 20 years because he was the best at picking up, reading pre-snap, and being able to get the ball out of his hands and effectively make the right decisions for so long. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady's not walking through that door. He doesn't. He's not here anymore. And very few, if any, quarterbacks have that skill. That is no way a knock to Cam Newton, whose skill set is different from Brady's. There are things on the field that Cam Newton can do that Tom Brady can't, and Tom would be the first to admit it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can't expect Cam Newton to have those abilities and have everything that's brought to the table. You miss stuff here. You gain stuff there. It's a matter of changing. It's a matter of becoming uh, a part of something mm -hmm. different. So 
pump the brakes a little bit. I think this is going to be a big game for the Patriots, even if they don't win this game, folks. I'm still not ready to throw the towel in on this team yet. I want to see a strong effort. If they come in, if they go into Orchard Park this weekend and get the doors blown off their vehicle by the Buffalo Bills, then you start to have to wonder whether or not the psyche of this team is capable of even contending. Then I would probably say, yeah, the season is lost. But if they come in and make a strong effort, maybe it won't be a Super Bowl run, but they can still salvage a decent season in New England. Well, it's going to be big. They're going to have to put out a good effort on both sides of the ball. Well, and, and that's the thing, too. It's it, Like I said, it's about adjusting expectations. You know, for, for the last 20 years, a, a good season resulted in, at the very least, uh, a championship game appearance. And and for the most part, unless you got to the Super Bowl, it was it was rather disappointing, and and that's just the impossible standard that having Tom Brady sets. I mean, we talk about it with the Bucks. You know, they 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 haven't been to the playoffs since two thousand seven. They haven't won a playoff game since they won the Super Bowl in two thousand two. Uh, we're seven weeks into Tom Brady's first season in Tampa, and like I said, they're they're probably they're they're, they're looking like they're on a just a collision course with. To in the championship game to get into the Super Bowl. I mean, they're 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 knocking on the door. So you can you can see how important and and this is in no way a knock on Bill Belichick because and that's the other thing that drives me crazy is if if you praise one, then it means obviously you're you're discounting the other. It's 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 no. I I think of the two, I feel like Brady gets probably knocked far more, and and that's where I guess my my job comes in, and that's that's kind of. You know, it, it, putting perspective back to the argument because people lose it so quickly uh, when they talk about Tom Brady. But at the end of the day, as important as coaches are, it's it's the players on the field. And, and Bill Belichick's the first one to tell you this. I, I'm not saying anything that Bill wouldn't say. It's it's about the players. I mean, you you can have all the plans in the world, you can set them up perfectly, but if you don't execute, if you if you're not up to snuff. You know, you know, you're not going to win Jack. So uh, I, I think the importance of Tom Brady uh, got overlooked, especially the last couple of years in New England, whether that was uh, just, just you know, maybe you're a little too young to, to see the other side of things before him, or you just kind of bought into this, again, these narratives that, that get spouted from, through the airwaves of, uh, of Boston radio at, at, at a lot of the time. So uh, you're seeing how important he is, and you're, you're all these like little things that you just became so used to, all these reads, all these uh, you know little habits that he did that you just count on coming through every single time. You know, they're just not there. And that, like you said, it's not a knock on Cam. It's, it's you know, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play. That, that, that means there's not a single quarterback that is as good as him. So you're naturally going to take a step back. And, and I think for those who actually thought that the struggles were primarily on him, I think right now they're getting a bit of a rude awakening because you can't really – it's getting harder and harder to make that – I mean, it was, to me, in my opinion, hard to make that case to begin with because, again, that just tells me you just looked at the box score. Um, and, and you looked at the box score, but you also kind of – ignored important information too because like even if you looked at the box score it was it still wasn't as bad as what people were saying um so to me i i think people are are the ones that are complaining the most i think are the ones struggling the most with this transition and not realizing maybe yet you had it pretty good (laughs) the last 10 years or so uh you know considering i'm i'm assuming what their age would be you know what i'm saying so i don't know i it's just they got they gotta they gotta open their eyes a little bit here and uh you know just just take it for what it is and, and realize look you know you, 
Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Yeah, you're not gonna get another one of them. I'm, I'm, it's pretty safe to say you're 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 just not going to. Um, so. No, you're not. You're absolutely not going to get another one, and because there isn't another one, and uh, anyone expecting that is being let down. And I think in a lot of ways you're seeing that. Look, that's the big knock on the. Patriots fan base is that they're spoiled they're entitled they don't have any uh you know idea of what it means to actually have to root for a team that may struggle at times there are some of us I assure you myself and my good friend on the other end of the microphone have seen pretty lean days and uh, yes. you know we grew up with some pretty lean days in Foxborough it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows uh over in one Patriots place actually, there were times where a lot of cold there seats was, and empty yeah oh <laughs> like, god like that, those bleacher those, seats oh good those god bleacher seats my god hypothermia you talk about those cold planks those bleacher seats out in uh, the old foxborough stadium those were not fun believe me folks but uh i mean there were times where patriots games were blacked out in their own home city because there weren't enough fans in the stands to warrant a uh, um uh, a broadcast it, it's it's been some tough times for some of the fans and they can remember what it was like and they appreciate how good they've had it the last 20 years the younger generation you can't necessarily knock them because they don't know anything else so this is new yeah. to them and it's going to be a struggle so i'm not getting on every anybody no, but no, no. it's it's just you know stay the course take a look at what the patriots are doing unfortunately it wasn't meant to be that tom right rode off into the sunset and you know and and uh, um you know retired as a new england patriot uh i still think there's a one-day contract in his future that will allow him to do that but his final game will not be wearing a Patriots uniform. At least we don't think so. We never really know for sure with Tom. Look, <laughs> but, I'm not going to sit here and project, but, I mean, if you're telling me this guy plans on retiring after next season, I, I, I say malarkey, all right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to think right now that this guy is is even considering retirement. He just doesn't look like he is. He's not on his farewell tour. This is not like, you know, the final days of Derek Jeter in a Yankees uniform where it was all about, you know, watching him go from city to city and finding out who was going to give him this gift, who was going to give him <laughs> that. That's really what it was about. No one was tuning in to see Jeter play anymore. It was a complete shell of himself. Um, that's not happening with Brady. Brady is still at the top of his game. and He's still leading teams. So... You know, it's it's just it's um, it's one of those things in New England that you have to keep your perspective. I think you said it eloquently. Stay the course. Look at what's going on. Uh, I still have plenty of faith in Cam Newton. I still think there's enough talent left in that arsenal. And I still think there's enough pride and enough, you know, motivation um, uh, for him to lead this team properly. So, again, going to be a big game on Sunday, uh, not a complete make or break. I'm hearing a lot about, oh, this is the defining moment of Bill Belichick's career. No, folks, he's still going down as the greatest coach of all time. I mean, give him a break. This has been a little bit of a different season, too. You know, I think everybody has to realize that as well. This has been a tough season for the New England Patriots, not just losing Tom Brady. Bill's had a lot to deal with here. Well, and, and, and that's the thing, too. It's it's about perspective. People don't take perspective or context. I mean, it's not surprising. We see it all the time in these sports debates or discussions, which really, for the most part, they aren't any. And and that's the thing too. You see, real quick, because we got to get to our like twenty second Thursday night football preview before we have to get off the air here. <laughs> um, you, people are like, when when you know national media is doing it too. When does when does Bill bench Cam? Uh, well, who are they going to go to? Because I mean, I was with you, and and before this season, I thought, okay, 
I didn't think that they were going to be able to spend money on a quarterback. Um, so you, you, if you don't get Brady, you, you ride with Stidham. And that, that's not me saying, oh, he was going to be great. I just, hey, you don't really have a better option. Let's see what the kid has. Well, I'll tell you what, we haven't seen much. But what we have seen, eh. I mean, it's it, has there, like, that's the thing to me. With these people who are clamoring for, for Cam to get benched or, or waiting for it to happen. And, and we, we heard Bill, in fact, you know, very quickly dismiss that. I mean, just be like, no, Cam, Cam's our starter. Um, I mean, what have we seen for Jared Stidham to give us any sort of anything? And, and, and you know what? Think, think about that question because we're going to talk about that more tomorrow uh, just because, you know, we, we do our uh, full weekend preview and we'll give our all of our picks. So real quick. Yeah, though, little teaser, little teaser for yeah, tomorrow, little, folks. Little. Not, not much. Not okay. much. Not Continue. much. Uh, <laughs> real quick, though, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, they stink. Um, I think Carolina is, is, is much better better than I anticipated coming into the season. And they're doing a lot of this without Christian McCaffrey, who they should get back, not this week, but uh, 10 days from now when they play again next Sunday. Uh, I, I like Carolina in this game. I'm going to pick Carolina in this game. Uh, I, I think the, the, the Falcons are just a broken broken team. I mean, they're they're just broken. They're, there's this stuff that they've had, they've done to themselves that the, the the bad luck that they've they've had it's just at this point it, it, there's no coming back from that so I, I i got the panthers winning this game i'm assuming you're going to do the same oh yeah absolutely uh the panthers just to me are clinking on so many more cylinders than uh than atlanta you you hit the nail on the head atlanta is a broken team they may squeak out some wins here and there but not against this team carolina i think is playing too well i like them 31 to 17 Perfect. Over the Atlanta Falcons. Well, there you go, folks. There's our Thursday night football preview. How about that? 30 seconds. That's all it takes. Uh, no, seriously. Uh, we're going to get into more of the weekend stuff, obviously, tomorrow. So, uh, in the meantime, give us a follow on Twitter at FPC Radio Live, at Full Press Radio, at IGLEN31. That's me. And you can give my man Mike a follow, Mr. Unlimited, at, no, I'm just joking. His Twitter handle is at MDAB. A-T-E-F-P-C. Uh, stay tuned. Snowman in the morning is coming up here in just a couple seconds. So have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.